0: Welcome to Size Eyes, the life of a long term multitasker. This is the Fully Content series, where content is king, but its wisdom is the kingdom. Where learning is simultaneously a convergent and divergent experience. Where the threads of all the content consumed connect to form a mesmerizing web of infinite understanding. This series explores my unique insights, learnings, and connections with books, podcasts, articles, documentaries, and any other forms of content that I consume. Ultimately though, all this knowledge is only a rumor until it is in the muscle. This episode, we're going to be taking a look at wooden. A lifetime of observations and reflections on and off the court by John Wooden and Steve Jameson. So for this book, I really liked it um, just because of it's so simple, right? It's just so simple to understand what John Wooden is saying and what he's what his message is to everyone. He lived a simple life. I mean, if you read the book, it's just going to go back through his life in brief uh, short segments and go back to his childhood, his adolescence, who his parents were. And it just kind of shows where he came from, his humble beginnings, right? And so, uh, but, and that really shows in the language of the actual book, right? When you compare this book to, let's say, Meditations, which I read immediately preceding this book, Meditations was a very deep, profound literary type of read in uh, in terms of the, almost a scholastic or a, a very complex and dense topics, right, and the language was very um, PhD level, if you will. This one is, you know, a second grader could read wooden and understand some of the same concepts just written in very plain English, but the message is the exact same, and that's the beauty and simplicity of this book, which I really like. And so I guess one of the core ideas in it was about, or it doesn't even mention it specifically sometimes, but what I learned from it is about mentoring and coaching and leadership, right? That obviously he was one of the best coaches of all time, even before he won his titles, right? I think he won 10 out of 12 titles, but he was still, he said himself in the book that he had success ever before he won a title and some of his best seasons you know let's say the 10 top 10 seasons that he had they weren't all the ones that ended in a championship right because he understands the process but the other you know the main thing that i want to mention here is that the mentoring or coaching or leadership however you want to phrase it or i know there's some differences between them depending on what context you're talking about but it's really to show the way to the answer without actually telling someone the answer, right? Even if you're like a teacher, that is important to not just show them the answer, but to work through, work with them, work through their uh, challenges, work through their ups and downs, through that journey to arrive at the answer, because that journey is the beautiful process, is the beautiful part of it. And it's, and when they get to that answer, let's say, it's letting them believe that the answer that they decided on or the answer that they got to is 100% their own. And whenever someone believes it's 100% their own, they're gonna be fully bought in. They're gonna be personally invested in that outcome. It's their effort, their intention behind what they did, to get to that answer, so they're going to take full ownership of it. And I really love that aspect of the book. Um, I guess keeping on this sports type of track here, I did mention it in one of my newsletters, right, about the, the Patriot way, if you will. Obviously, I hate the Patriots <laughs> um, as a, uh, just as a sports fan, but I 100 percent respect um you know how they got there because they're not committed sorry they're committed to the journey right they're not worried necessarily about the results neither was um ucla and neither was john wooden right every day every day in practice it's being the best that you can be and how does that translate into you know our life into my life it's making sure that every day every minute every hour that I'm being the best that I can be, not comparing to anyone else, and not necessarily, you know, there's no necessarily tests that I'm taking, right? There's no results. You know sometimes you can, if you want to interpret that as a performance review or something like that, right? But outside of those situations, there's no tests, explicit tests at least. But every day is an implicit test, whether you like it or not. And the questions are being asked every minute if you're paying attention. And so, you know, it's that commitment to the journey and knowing that you put in the 100% effort, regardless of what the result is, that true um, indifference to the result. Obviously, it would be nice to win a championship in the sports case or nice to Um, make a lot of money in the business world or get those degrees in the educational um, space and, and all that stuff but it's do you like the process enough to go through with it even if that ideal result doesn't happen and so i guess like taking this even the next step further right how can i kind of do this at to you laundry or laundry lab how can we You know, if I want to redefine business going forward, not just, you know, not here necessarily where I'm working right now, but when I start my own thing is how do we make the process the goal, right? There's like outcome goals, there's process goals, there's identity goals. Identity goals are like kind of like the strongest, right? But how do we, to to make sure that we get to that identity of peak you know, performance or peak productivity or peak um, compassion, uh, all that stuff, you know, there has to be a process that's there, right? You know, I think we still have to set goals and there is room and space to set goals like selling X amount of franchise licenses by the end of the year or X amount of revenue, right? Obviously, this is a private company with uh, with investors and all this stuff that that has to take place, right? I mean, that's how our company's funded, right? But, you know, is there a world where the process is the goal, where we set internal goals, like improving our sales process so that it's performing, so that it's improving every time we hold a discovery day, for example? Or if the customer experience of a two laundry customer is going up from 4.4 stars to 4.5 to 4.6, et cetera, right? Is, is there a better and better content marketing strategy in place? Is there a better and better digital marketing process in place? Not the outcomes of the CPAs and all that stuff, but are we actually improving the process along the way and not just the results? because the results are the lagging indicators i want to look for the leading indicators and the leading indicators within a business are the process and the structure not necessarily the results and so i want to bring that to the business world and obviously you know there's strong forces against me uh, you know not specifically at the business but just in the whole general sense of entrepreneurship and startup and uh just you know in a uh, capitalistic society but you know those are those are rules those are just there for um because someone's put them up there and i want to break those down over the long term here um what else i mean let's see the the other thing that i really liked is about the effort and potential in, in terms of um so like for me running right running is a is a competitive sport and oh so I guess, I guess let me let me take this back to the book right because he always says to give a to give 100% of your effort no matter what right and the question is i guess this relates to the process is within the process are you giving are you exerting 100% effort every day? If you are, then there's nothing to worry about, right? Of course, I'm like talking cliches, but I mean, look at him, he won 10 championships. And more than that, he molded great successful men and not just successful in terms of sports and business and academics, but in terms of their personal character because that's what it's all about, right? that attitude of being the best every single day goes on whether you're in sports or entrepreneurship or arts or entertainment or anything else right so so one thing he said was why why is it that sometimes the number like that we should be exerting 110% right he says like first of all we can only give 100% there's nothing above the 100% so, I agree with that. The my spin is if, I, mean, I think I wrote a blog post about this, but let's say we have our potential at 100% that it's set right now. But if we keep working towards that 100%, let's say we're at 60, then 70, then 80, we will realize that we can actually increase that 100% to a new limit. And that new bar, that new standard becomes a new 100%. So then, when you're at eighty percent of that original hundred percent, but when it's raised, if it goes back down to that sixty let's say, and then you keep trying and striving for that new excellence that you've set for yourself and that's how you become better every day by realizing there is a better better for you right and so that still technically follows under the construct that he established that he said in that we can only give 100%, which I believe is true. And so I guess that's just my spin on it. Um, um, but the other thing is, he's always talking about just uh, in, in the spirit of being better 1% every day, right? Of being better than yourself yesterday, not worrying about the competition. I guess one of the cool things he mentioned in, this, in the book is how he, he spent more time preparing his team than he did scouting the other team right because what if that team doesn't do what you guys scouted then you just wasted x amount of time preparing for that for that something that doesn't even exist that doesn't even show up in the actual game right but if you focus on yourself i think that's a great metaphor right And i think more coaches should do this and more people should do this focusing on themselves rather than their external goals right, what are their internal goals, that's self-growth, and, um, yeah, so so for me, I guess, bringing it to my daily life is, in terms of running, what I was mentioning earlier, is, is running is a competitive sport, and it is in terms of, you're competing against other people if you're running competitively in the marathon, or 5k, or all this stuff, right, but, For me, it's competitive because I'm not trying to beat other people's times. I'm trying to beat my own times, my own paces, my own distances, etc. Because it's me versus myself. And it's not even my own times. right? Sometimes I will get distracted, quote-unquote, with trying to beat my times. But really, it's not even about that. It's about beating my own effort, beating my own focus, my intention. Can I, Have I exerted myself 100% within the scope of that run? And if I have, I should be happy with that number or that pace of that time, whatever I got. So I'm not trying to beat my time, I'm trying to beat my effort that I gave last time. And if I can do that, then it's a successful run. so i mean one of the other things that he mentions is i don't have the quote up right now but he uh, he scoffs sometimes at the idea that when people say oh this team rose to the occasion or uh, that player rose to that occasion he's like let them rise to that occasion that they've never or very seldom to that level that they've seldom been at right for him his perspective is I'm gonna work every day, my team is gonna work 100% every day so that it's a steady increase in growth, a steady increase of how we're getting better every day. And so we don't have to rise to the occasion, we're already rising every day. We don't need to go beyond ourselves, we don't need to exert ourselves more than we have in practice because sometimes the game is easier than the practice. Like sometimes he mentioned that he'll nap the afternoon before the game because he's so calm because he knows that he's practiced harder at practice than he needs to play in the game for his team. And so that's that's the mindset that I want to cultivate. Um, so I'll kind of end this episode with a couple of few quotes at the end and throughout the book, and then one poem uh, talking about ego, actually. So... One quote that I really liked is adversity often produces the unexpected opportunity. Another quote, some food for thought here. If you spend too much time learning the tricks of the trade, you may not learn the trade. And then another one similar to the themes that we've talked about here. When you get too engrossed in those things over which you have no control, it will adversely affect those things over which you do have control. So things to ponder there. And I'll finish it up with this Ogden Nash poem. So actually let me read the preceding sentences by John Wooden and then I'll read the poem. Everyone has a certain amount of ego, but you must keep that ego under control. Ego is feeling confident and important, knowing you can do the job, But if you get the feeling that you are too important, that you are too indispensable, or that you can do the job without real effort and hard work, without correct preparation, that's arrogance. Arrogance is weakness. That's why I like this poem. Sometime when you're feeling important, sometime when your ego's in bloom, sometime when you take it for granted, you're the best qualified in the room sometime when you feel that you're going would leave an unfillable hole just follow the simple instruction and see how it humbles your soul take a bucket and fill it with water put your hand in it up to the wrist pull it out and the hole that is remaining is the measure of how you'll be missed you may splash all you please when you enter you can stir up the water galore but stop And you'll find in a minute That it looks quite the same As before The moral in this quaint example Is to do just the best you can Be proud of yourself But remember There is no Indispensable man Poem by Ogden Nash But Hopefully you guys enjoyed this first episode Of Fully Content Breaking Down Wooden The A Lifetime of Observations and Reflections on and Off the Court by John Wooden and Steve Jameson. Let me know if you guys want to do books, podcasts, anything else, any other type of content, any actual piece of content. Send it my way. So thank you for listening to another episode of Size Eyes.